Welcome back to another episode of Epsilon Reporting on air, on air, on air. And we're live. Uh, tonight, it's just going to be a solo one. I'm uh, going to be talking about a concept I've been thinking about a little bit, and I see it all around me, so wanted to address it. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about something that I call mental hygiene. And with this uh, recent days, there's been a huge push towards uh, the awareness and the implications of uh, mental illness. And, uh, and I, I love it. And uh, we're definitely going the right direction. At times, I do think that it may be a bit of an overcorrection. There seems to be this notion of uh, no matter what you're feeling is valid. And no matter, uh, like, if you ever have the, uh, the, uh, the chance almost uh, to experience negative emotions, do, do feel all the emotions. I love that, and I want to start off by saying that uh, that's that's great, great advice, and it is incredibly important because otherwise, if you do uh, suppress those, it can eventually lead to uh, well, any number of neuroticisms, outbursts, um, it, uh, all kinds of weirdness, and I think that with anything there is a line. There there are bounds. And I know it, it's kind of weird to discuss uh, different things that are almost similar to, uh, that have been romanticized. And it almost seems uh, like a, uh, the, that certain elements are sacred and that they shouldn't even be looked at. Uh, there should be no light that is used to observe the bounds and the form of particular concepts. And one of which is, well, these, these emotions. And I think most people do understand that they're, when do you go to the, the doctor and bring up a depression or, or the lacking of these, uh, these darker emotions and thoughts fading? And it, most people understand that it, uh, it's when it starts to get in the way of your life. And I think that, like in concept, most people understand that. But in practice, we are, one, shifted by cultural factors that uh, uh, we never want to let people down. Uh, we don't want to be perceived as weak, um, uh, any number of these things. And so because of that, we try to find any other solutions without looking at the emotions themselves. And the emotions themselves are just as much a part of uh, the experience, uh, well, the, they're almost the, the main course of the experience, and most people don't understand uh, that the brain seems to have an affinity for lower-level vibrations, if you may. And I know that sounds a, a bit hippy-dippy, but kind of what I mean is it seems like happier. So the more you know, the better perspective you have, it seems like it takes more energy to dig out of negative thoughts and a negative mindset. And it takes more energy to sustain that. And the negative thoughts or mindsets seem to be a bit self-perpetuating. And the, the mind can almost seem to get drunk off of them and will start to 
torture itself with bringing up hypotheticals and like what what if this person left what if this happened what if everyone hates me blah 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 and it's easier for that mind to kind of continuously stay upset instead of coming up out of that raising uh, level of of energy and start to actually build components of the reason why balancing components uh, because I think it takes a lot of uh, energy and effort to be balanced. Once you're there, it can be a bit self-sustaining. But uh, it's almost kind of like um, when, uh, if something's cooled down, overall the entropy uh, kind of increases. I don't mean to randomly drop this uh, entropy talking, but, uh, you know, I, I was born this way. But uh, yeah, so if you have some sort of device that's cooling something down, that's basically a collection of energy, and it takes energy to kind of sort energy. And so even though you're making one area uh, colder, uh, i.e. a freezer, overall more energy is exerted than what was there originally in the system. So to separate, you put in more. And so, uh, same kind of thing with separating these, these uh, negative thoughts or bringing in points or evidence, if you may, to dissolve these negative thoughts, that takes energy. So, just wanted to get that out of the way, that like negative thoughts oftentimes seem to be easier. So, with that, uh, this goes back to the whole deal of that uh, uh, mental hygiene, which is to pull yourself up. Uh, to breathe, it's it's almost kind of like mindful exercises, different exercises to get out of panic attacks. Uh, do the whole uh, five, four, three, two, one uh, situation thing, like different things you can see, smell, hear, all that stuff. Of course, helps with a panic attack. Also helps just simply being mindful, and also of course exercise. But the probably the most important part is the focus. Uh, we can't control everything that's in our mind. Uh, almost like a a mere employee uh, of a museum and can't control every article or uh, thing inside the the museum and but they can dictate the attention they can block off certain areas they can rope off certain areas I don't know what the role of this employee is hypothetically but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that we we control our focus and our focus, most people think of it as like external, usually, like what are they focusing on? But reality in life itself is often lived within the head. And depending on to what extent you are a cyclical thinker, uh, it, the majority of life can be lived within the head. And that kind of brings up a point of daydreaming, pulling you away from the present moment and how daydreaming is linked to uh, higher levels of daydreaming, linked to higher levels of uh, lower satisfaction. Higher levels of lower satisfaction, but uh, uh, I guess higher levels of discouragement. I don't know, I guess just uh, I'll go with lower levels of satisfaction. And so what the fuck was I talking about now? Oh yeah, uh, and so we do control the the focus, and inside our mind, uh, we can kind of focus on something completely different, possibly the things we have to do. Uh, now, a lot of this is, of course, contingent on kind of the episode that uh, one is having. So if, uh, if you're having a panic attack on feeling overwhelmed with things to do, maybe not thinking about things that you need to do. 
um, maybe something that like pushes your body to get back into that primordial, almost uh, survival mindset. And uh, once again, this goes back into cardio, that exercise, run, get exhausted. Uh, we have uh, the default mode network that uh, uh, self-analyzes and uh, develops and generates the self and the ego. That works when you have enough energy to run that that program, if you may, within the mind. And so uh, it does help almost kind of like a computer shutting it off, turning it back on. It helps to truly exhaust yourself. Uh, one, this helps with, uh, uh, well, you got to earn a good night's sleep. Oftentimes people that uh, struggle with depression uh, either have a hard time sleeping, sleep too much, uh, lack of quality of sleep, any number of these things. And so uh, to truly push yourself to earn that good night's sleep, that can in itself just start a, a lifestyle that is um, kind of uh, the, the precursor to a healthier uh, and more controlled state of mind. And so with this... All of our feelings are valid. The emotions that we have are valid in the sense that they are real. They aren't justified, not all the time. And so there needs to be a point of feeling a feeling, but there is also like, there has to be a line. And that is uh, that there has to be a line to how sad we can be and eh, changes person to person. Uh, but we need to find that line and kind of build that relationship, that give and take relationship with the mind and uh, the understanding that uh, a lot of functions are under our control and that we can't be controlled kind of by, as Alan Watts would call it, the monkey mind. And so if, uh, if we've kind of give your mind that time, oh my God, amateur move, but uh, give your mind that time to feel uh, the, the sadness and it, it helps with the, the processing of course uh, but then shift shift the focus shift your body uh, and start to develop uh, possibly a plan on, uh, on what you can do out of there or also in a good state of mind develop a plan that you can do when you're having moments like that and so I'll probably start to uh, maybe make a follow-up on this that's a, a little more focused uh, and also a little more uh, developed. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that when I have a thought, if I don't have anyone to bounce it off of, or sometimes if I'm not even forced to like actually articulate it, to speak it, uh, the mind almost kind of like I'm sure you've heard of that, uh, that like weird um, psychological thing that when you like look at a clock, it... Uh, Sometimes the second hand can linger longer than a second. It feels that way. So that, of course, goes into the whole, like, reality is, is constructed by the mind. And I think that uh, how we experience the world at the end, like, the, the true uh, language that the mind interacts on is, well, like, intuition and emotion and, and feelings. And so... Uh, Oftentimes, even though we, uh, and as soon as we learn language, which is an incredibly powerful tool, and sometimes we conflate that the language is a perfect tool to, once again, perfectly and accurately explain uh, what we're feeling or even what we're thinking, it isn't. And so uh, it's it's a documented uh, uh, deal uh, where uh, it's it's a whole situation where people can 
uh, kind of assume that they know the full picture uh, purely because they haven't articulated it. Because the, the spaces in between the words uh, that we might use to articulate it um, or the kind of like how concepts can uh, be non sequiturs, uh, the, the uh, points or connections between the nodes uh, in a particular concept that we're thinking of, uh, it just gets like assumed and filled in uh, with the mind. Anyway, all of that is a long-ass way to say that there will probably be a, a Mark II of this one uh, as I continue to develop it and possibly even change my mind on a few things. I'm excited for the... Uh, some of the conversations that this starts, and I'm excited to uh, present it to you, uh, lone listener. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, thanks for tuning in. Good night, and good luck.